Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fidoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X, at Fidoff. This is episode 121 of the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, but first things first, head over to our website at FanStreamSports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the FanStream Sports app and then head over to our Facebook page. Like that page, additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. So with football season winding down, we still have the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in three weeks. Uh, there'll be signing day. I think it's either next week or the week after that. Uh, various transfers are headed to Notre Dame. I know we had a, uh, what was it, five receivers enter the portal last week, but we're starting to get uh, our own signees from the portal. And we're hoping to get Riley Leonard, the quarterback from Duke. That's to be determined yet. So I will still have some potpourri of information about football and some other sports, but I really want to start to focus more on both men's and women's basketball. Uh, for this one, it's going to be women's basketball. I still need more of a sample set for the men's team because that is a total, complete rebuild right now. And at times it gets, uh, I don't want to say frustrating, but hard to watch when they get into their uh, shooting slumps at times. They can look really good at times, but then they go about on a stretch of about 0 for 13, 0 for 14. And that's still a a work in progress. I said if we can win 10 to 12 games this year, that's an accomplishment in itself. Tonight, uh, Saturday night, they play uh, uh, they play Marquette at 9 p.m. I think that's going to not be a pretty game to watch, but you have to uh, you have to take your lumps, lumps with this team because I really think in two to three years, this team, if not sooner is going to be a really good team with Coach Shrewsbury. So I just need a little bit more sample set. They currently are 4-4, four and four, uh, so it hasn't been a total disaster. And it's not going to be a disaster because it's it's a rebuild. I can't stress that enough. But uh, I'll have a, something on the men's team within the next uh, week or two. But I want to focus on the women's team. They're obviously more experienced, more established right now uh, with Coach Ivy and crew. Uh, it's a heavy junior-oriented class right now. And I want to, I'm not going to go through each game so far. They currently stand at seven and one uh, right now. I believe they're ranked 14th. Uh, they started the season in Paris against South Carolina. South Carolina has been a power coach, Don Staley, the past probably three to five years. And they won it in 2022. They lost to Iowa, uh, that great Caitlin Clark team last year in the semifinals. But they were only ranked sixth when we played them. But they look like the number one team. And they're currently ranked number one. They're one of the few undefeated teams right now in women's basketball. There's, that shows you the parity right now in the women's game. It used to be just Connecticut pretty much. And then at times Notre Dame with those great teams Coach McGraw had. What could compete with Connecticut. Uh, Baylor with Brittany Griner when she played. Uh, who else? Uh, Louisville sometimes. But pretty much it was Connecticut, Notre Dame. Baylor, and that was about it. There wasn't much, uh, as I said, parity in the women's game, but now it's pretty deep right now. And it's going to be a, it's a great season uh, or a great year, I should say, to watch women's basketball. 
Last year, the way the, the season ended uh, with that game between LSU and Iowa, it really got women's basketball to be talked about again. And it's, uh, it's, it's becoming more and more popular um, as we speak. But I kind of want to just show you that the first game we had was with South Carolina. And Olivia Miles is still out. Well, let me see. For this game, we had uh, two players out, Olivia Miles and KK Bransford. She's a sophomore. Olivia is a junior. Uh, great point guard the last two years. And it's still they still have not really said what happened to her during the Louisville game last year. It was a knee injury. And it's still, I've heard she may not even come back this year. It helps that you have outstanding freshman point guard, Hannah Hidalgo. Uh, she's the real deal. And I'll get into more of her stats a little bit later. So we were kind of shorthanded. And we were hanging pretty tough through the first half. We pretty much led through the first uh, first quarter and a half. But then South Carolina, extremely talented, great height, great length, uh, athleticism. We're an up-tempo team with compared to their up-tempo team going back and forth on the court. We just not could, could compete with them. Even if we improve... And we are improving throughout the year right now. Even if we improve greatly throughout the year, I don't know if we could ever beat them, but never say never. But that is just an extremely talented team um, that Notre Dame played. Uh, we lost that game 171, so more or less 30 points. Um, early, that's the thing with ba basketball. It's such a long season. You can get blown out early in the year and still win a national championship. I'm not saying we're going to do that. But for me, during that press conference, I was kind of a little ticked off because I think they felt too much of that concept. Oh, it's the first game. Uh, we'll be back. And you may be back. But I just thought, really, it should have been more of a, uh, I don't want to say a pressing situation, but I think they still should have been a little bit more concerned about how well South Carolina dominated them. Excuse me, because it could have been more than 30 points that game. I mean, it it wasn't even that close. They could have blown them out 40 points. They, I said, they're just going up and down the, the court, especially in that second half. So let me get more to the actual uh, schedule before I get too long-winded here. Then they played NGIT, uh, Notre Dame. They went 104 to 57. We played Northwestern. And I thought Northwestern would have a, a decent team being out of the Big Ten. We annihilate them, 110 to 52. Then in the Shamrock Classic, uh, we win 79 to 68 over Illinois. Uh, Charleston, we beat, look at this score, or hear this score, I should say, 113 to 35. I repeat, we beat Charleston 113 to 35. Ball State, 90 to 59. And this is where, even though I've said, and I'm still going to say this right now, at best, I think our team this year, at the highest point we can get, barring any upsets that could maybe get us further into the tournament, I think the best we could still do is Elite Eight. Lowest Sweet 16. We end up going to Tennessee. I mean, it's still not Tennessee with... Uh, uh, remember Pat Summit when they were winning a national championship every two seconds? Uh, they're slowly starting to get back, but they were ranked uh, 20th at the time. They were up on a 16 points. And we were out. We didn't have Olivia Miles. Cass Prosper was also out of the game. And I don't know if she was out yet. I don't think she, yes, she was. I think Cass Prosper is out. And then Sonia Citron, who I believe will be back next week. So more or less out three players. And we're down by 16 points in the second half. I've always said, even during Coach McGraw's days, if we had more of an inside presence, 
The two times we won a national championship, 2001 with Ruth Riley, big inside presence in the middle. Uh, Jessica Shepard in 2018, inside presence, we won a national championship. So for this year, we do have more taller girls than we used to have, like Kylie Watson, Nat Marshall, uh, you know, Maddie Westfield, even though she's more of a perimeter type of uh, player. I mean, I believe she's 6'3". Uh, but when you have Nat Marshall at 6'5", Kylie Watson 6'3", 6'4". But they're not, I mean, to put it bluntly, they're not big time players. But the thing was, when we were down 16 points to Tennessee during that Monday night, I think it was a Monday, no, Wednesday night game, we ended up coming back and winning that game 74 to 69. And who would have thought it? I mean, Hannah Hidalgo, she can do her thing as a point guard. But we really, great. she played a great game, but she didn't score like what she usually does, well over 20 points. No, we used our inside game, especially Nat Marshall, came off the bench and had a hell of a game. And that just starts to make me think, if we can get these girls, I know they're not going to be Rebecca Lobos or Ruth Riley type of players. There is a certain ceiling for these two and Kylie and Nat Marshall. However, if you can get them at least 10 points a game, eight rebounds, uh, playing great defense, maybe we can get past that Elite Eight is what I'm trying to say. It's still to be determined, but that Tennessee game got me thinking because I thought we would lose that game for sure. Three girls are out. Uh, our inside uh, presence was hardly anything until that point. That game got me thinking, hey, this team, with all the injuries we're having right now, maybe we can have a special season. Uh, going forward. And then so far this year or this year into December, uh, we played Lafayette this past Wednesday, a 96 to 42. The next game, as I talk right now, it's only Saturday to December the 9th. Their next game is not till Sunday, uh, December the 17th against Purdue. Uh, that is at Notre Dame. And then we play Western Michigan uh, that Thursday on uh, December the 21st. And then close out the year in ACC play at Syracuse. The good thing, what I like about the December schedule, um, because we had played seven games in November and our team was already beat up. They got more beat up with us trying to get Sonia Citron back, Cass Prosper. And now, uh, and I, when she was recruited, some said Rish. Rish. I'm going to keep saying uh, Rish right now. So Emma Rish, the talent, another talented freshman, she reminds me of like the old uh, like when UConn was really, really good. They would always get these small forwards that could really shoot and also have somewhat of an inside game too. She reminds me of those old UConn-type players. Um, her confidence really isn't there right now, but it will come in time. But Emma Reish or Emma uh, Rish, I'm going to say Emma. Let's go Emma Reish right now. Uh, Emma Reish is hurt as well. She has a hip issue. So we have four girls out right now, but they're not missing a beat. And with this December schedule, there's only four games and they're spread out pretty much. And I got to think Sonia Citron's going to be back. Uh, and then Cass Prosper, she's day to day. But here's the thing. Once we get these all these girls back, and let's say Olivia Miles comes back, I know she's not that inside presence that I always keep badgering about, harping about. You, even though it's more of a perimeter game right now in the men's and women's game, it's still a tall person's game. If you have the height, you're going to be more successful if your team's shorter let's just put it bluntly but what i'm trying to say if you if you get everybody back even olivia miles the thing with that though I, I keep in the back of my head i keep thinking you have two really talented point guards how how's that going to work one you're going to have to have chemistry between the both of them they haven't played with each other yet granted it's a great problem to have but that's going to have to be worked out if olivia miles comes back but i'll i made a comparison because i know the women's game even though it's becoming more and more popular 
still a lot of fans like to see watch men's basketball more. Um, remember John Wall? He played for Kentucky. Then he really was good in the NBA with the Washington Wizards. And Jason Kidd in the 90s played for numerous teams. And I believe he's a coach with uh, assistant coach with the Lakers now. Jason Kidd was more of a distributor, assist-type point guard, but he could score when he had to. That, to me, is Olivia Miles. Hannah Hidalgo, uh, the freshman right now that's just knocking it out of the park, she's more of a John Wall-type point guard. You got a John Wall point guard and a Jason Kidd point guard and get that inside presence going for Notre Dame, watch out. Whether we'll see that this year or next year, to be determined, but that's going to be a uh, pretty big... Uh, a pretty big weapon to use if that actually happens this year. So again, uh, for my second talking point, I've kind of talked about it already, but the injuries have really mounted up this year, but they have not missed a beat. They're currently 7-1, and one, had that great comeback win, down by 16 points against Tennessee uh, last week. I can't say enough. That really got that inside presence going, especially Nat Marshall. But right now, Olivia Miles, uh, starting point guard the last two years, there's still no word whether she comes back this year. And they never even said what her injury was last year. It was a knee injury, but they never really said whether she had surgery or, or it was just straight rehab. Sonia Citron, her knee should be good by next week, I think. Luckily, we still have her because that looked like a nasty injury uh, two, three weeks ago uh, when we played Northwestern. Cass Prosper, uh, it's a foot injury day to day. And then Emma Reish or Emma Rish, Rish or Reish, eventually we'll figure out her last name. Uh, she has a hip issue right now. So it's these injuries that are um, mounting up. But Coach Ivy has done a great job so far this year. I've been a, I don't want to say a critic of hers, but I just always found it. And maybe she was the best choice for the job. But when Coach Muffet McGraw abruptly resigned after the 2020 season, it, she was just automatically named the coach that day as well. And maybe they had were working behind the scenes. I don't know. Maybe C Coach McGraw was saying, you know, with the transfer portal, the pandemic at the time, I'm getting older. I, I just want to retire right now. And maybe they said, okay, we'll get Coach Ivy, who had been the assistant coach for um, a few years. And then she went to coach in the NBA, I think with the Memphis Grizzlies for one year. Maybe it was all lined up anyway, but still, she also had a long-term assistant in Beth Morgan, who's with the program forever. She was a former player. Uh, in 1997, she was part of the first Notre Dame women's basketball team. Uh, to go to the final four. She's now an assistant at Duke. I thought we'll at least get an interview. And then uh, Kevin McGuff, who coached uh, for a few years at Notre Dame with Coach McGraw, met his wife at Notre Dame, and has done a tremendous job at Ohio State here in Columbus. He's turned that program into a powerhouse. And I thought maybe Kevin McGuff would at least get a interview, but it was more or less Coach Ivy was going to be in that. And she's going to do a great job, don't get me wrong. I just always thought there was been more of a uh, search for a new coach after uh, Coach McGraw was um, uh, resigned or retired in, in 2020. Uh, but she's doing a great job right now. But here's the thing, too. Um, I just kind of want to show you. Uh, that's why the reason I went through that schedule is to show you this team, even though the talent level inside is not the greatest, even though it's getting better, they can score. They can score really good. They're averaging 92.1 points per game. That's seventh in the NCAA. Number one is Utah, uh, which isn't that far ahead at 96.2 points per game. Um, Caitlin Clark averages, uh, she's the high point uh, individual um, 
points per game in the nation for women's basketball. Everybody knows who Caitlin Clark is. She averages 29.6 points per game. Hannah Hidalgo, our true freshman point guard, is sixth at 23.6 game. So the true freshman, she's within six points of Caitlin Clark as being the highest uh, uh, points per game player in women's basketball right now. I, I can't strike This team can score. Um, it's going back to, I mean, the thing is with, uh, as I always say with football, uh, football now used to be like, you know, defense wins championship. And that's still somewhat the case, but those teams that, uh, have these dynamic offenses are truly the ones that win the playoffs in college football and basketball. Pretty much everybody can score now. It's those who that, those teams that can make stops at critical times are the ones that win the basketball championships. Now that's what this team, they can score the lights out. And the thing is, uh, once coach McGraw, even in her later years, and, uh, I would say in the early coach Ivy years, they weren't scoring like, uh, like when, um, coach McGraw's teams at their best, probably from like 20, 2011 to let's say 2015, they're probably averaging about 82 points a game. This team is averaging 92.1 points per game. I know it's early and some of the competition has not been the best, and we'll know more once we get into ACC play. But right now, they're getting into that upper echelon to when Notre Dame was really firing on all cylinders you know, five, six, seven years ago, if not longer. Uh, those great McGraw, Coach McGraw teams that uh, may not have won national titles, but they could score the lights out of the uh, every game pretty much. That's a good sign right there. We just got to make the stops and get that inside presence. But if we look at, as my final talking point right now, just look at the, and this is what has me optimistic too. Uh, Hannah Hidalgo, true freshman, leading the team at 23.6 points per game. Maddie Westfeld, 9.6 rebounds per game. Here's the thing I'll say about Maddie. Junior, great player, uh, right down the road in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, her sister, I think it was Catherine Westfeld, she was on the 2018 national championship team. So you got that family connection there. Her sister was more quiet. Um, how can I say this? The way she looked, she, it didn't like she looked like she had an attitude. And I can't prove this, especially early in the season, especially that South Carolina game. And I've seen this before where she gets kind of this look. And I don't know if it's just a poor attitude look, a smart-ass look, a bad attitude type of look. But I think sometimes her head's not always in the game. I can't prove that. But I'm just... Just the way she looks and compared to what her sister was. And maybe it's just a poker face too. But sometimes it just looks like a bad attitude type of thing. I haven't seen that as much as we've gotten better throughout the season though. But I'm just thinking she's a key to this team. And whether that look is truly a bad attitude or not. I'm hoping if that is the case. She is getting more toward what I think. Uh, as we get into the later part of uh 2023. I haven't seen that since early part of the season where it seems like her attitude, that look has not gone away because I tell you what, if that was my kid and it truly was a bad attitude and at times it's looked kind of bad, I'd give her back to the stork. Yes. I'd give her back to the stork and say, I don't even want my money back uh, because yeah, it just kind of, it just doesn't, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I kind of pick up on her. But I can't say enough. I haven't seen that lately, but she's a key to this team. Uh, Hannah Hidalgo, 5.5 assists per game. She averages more steals than assists. Uh, she leads the entire nation in steals. Six steals a game. 
And then blocks right now is Kaylee Watson. Um, but just straight off points, uh, Hannah Hidalgo, I said 23.6. Sonia Citron, she's only had uh, three games before she got hurt. She was averaging 20 a game. Uh, Maddie Westfeld, as I said before, she's more or less averaging a double-double, 14 points per game and about 10 rebounds a game. But I just, again, maybe I'm reading these, this attitude wrong, but at times over her three years now, where she just gets this look where I want to give her back to the stork if she was my kid. Hopefully that's not the case anymore. Uh, Nat Marshall, this is the key right here. I, I just thought she was she was pretty much a bench player the, the first uh, three years of her career. She's averaging 9.3 points per game. That's a lot. I don't even know if she scored two points per game last year. She's six foot five, and she had that great game against that com uh, um, that comeback win against Tennessee uh, last Wednesday. Also 4.9 rebounds. If you get her going, she has a great, not every game it was working, but the last, like, I would say two out of three games, that little uh, intermediate 15-foot shot from the key, she was drilling about uh, five out of seven of those attempts. She needs to shoot that more because if she gets that going, then you got to guard her a little bit tighter on the uh, perimeter, and then she can drive to the basket, get an uh, easier shot or distribute it to someone else who's open. Again, I, I can't say enough. Her development is just going to open up so many uh, other opportunities for other players where you don't have to just rely on Hannah Hidalgo, Sonia Citron, uh, Maddie Westfeld, uh, KK Bransford, who's been somewhat injured as well. Uh, who else? Let's see. KK Bransford. Uh, she's about... Or Anna DeWolf. She's the uh, transfer uh, shooting guard from Fordham. I'll get back to her in a little bit later. Um, KK Bransford, 8.7 points per game. Kylie Watson, 8.6. Cass Prosper, 8.2. So if you look at the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, pretty much go eight deep right now. And then if uh, Olivia Miles comes back, we're going nine deep. But of those eight players, point-wise, it goes from 8.2 to 23.6. That's pretty good. Because in the previous years, it's probably our lowest bench person was maybe getting three, four points per game. You're getting that eight points per game average. That's why I see this development right here. Anna DeWolf, though, great shooter. She was a great player for Fordham for four years. She's a graduate transfer. Um, however, I can see her being a... I can see why she played at Fordham and not a big-time program like Notre Dame her first four years. Uh, she could be a defensive liability at, at some point. That's why I would love to get Olivia Miles back. Because with Anna DeWolf... Great shooter, but she cannot create her own shot. And that's the thing. If you get everybody healthy again, where Anna DeWolf just more or less has to be a spot-up shooter, run some screens for her, she can be a, a big-time weapon. But as a just a weapon to be, you know, creating her own shots, um, uh, being a primetime top player, she's not. I know that's kind of harsh words. But she's more or less a set shooter when she gets screens uh, set for her. Um, but she can... She's wide open. Pretty much she's going to knock that down. But now playing with the uh, big-time programs, it's a little bit tougher for her to score, but still having a solid season. Uh, what else here? I think, though, that's about it. Ran a little bit longer this time, but I kind of wanted to give you, because I haven't really said too much about basketball. It's been pretty much football, football, football. And whether next year's really our year to make a run for women's basketball for the Final Four, because this year is just so wide open, but I just don't see us right now. I, I watched LSU the other night. That's when um, Angel Reese came back. 
uh, after being uh, not playing for for whatever reason, but they got a really good freshman uh, that I don't even know if they need Angel Reese to go to the Final Four and win another title. Uh, but they beat a really good Virginia Tech. They knocked the shit out of them. Let's just put it that way. Virginia Tech was in it for a while. Virginia Tech's a solid team. They'll compete for an ACC title along with Notre Dame and NC State this year. But they just annihilated them. I know it was at LSU, but I just don't think we can. I think we could be. I think we could shut. I think we could be Iowa because I think if you take away Caitlin Clark or limit her, you can't take uh, away her entire game. I think I, but for an LSU or South Carolina, a truly athletic, tall team, I still think there's work to be done for us. I don't think we can get there yet. But uh, as I said, if uh, Kylie Watson and Nat Marshall continue to develop, they don't have to be as good as South Carolina's girls, but just hold their own to just open up the game for Hannah, uh, Sonia, KK Bransford, and she get Olivia Miles back. And then, you know, set up shooter with, uh, Anna DeWolf to knock down those threes. Who knows? A couple upsets here and there. Maybe we do get back to the Final Four and compete for a national title. But I think right now, still, best case scenario, the Elite Eight. Worst case scenario, the Sweet 16. So thank you so much for joining me for Episode 121. And as always, go Irish. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.